0: Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. Uh, this week I'm joined by Crooper. Hello. And by Tilly.
1: Uh, Duck Hunt pop people. And me. Mm. Both catch catchphrases. Right? Yep, <laughs> and two and one.
0: Hi Alex. I thought your catchphrase was the same as Michael Hand's. No. That's good. Uh,
1: we're hot today though, aren't we?
0: We are. Flustered.
2: It's hotter in London today than Athens, Madrid, Rome. Mm. Miami. Mumbai.
1: But not um, Ankara. Where is that?
0: So, uh, Where's that? It's Ankara. Turkey. Capital Kapi- so,
1: yeah. Kapi- Turkey. So yeah, we're recording this on Wednesday, and it's the hottest day in years, apparently, yeah. isn't it?
0: It's yeah. quite cool in the studio. <laughs> yes. very cool. But the well, stuff we're going to cool, talk obviously, about obviously. is going to be red hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so obviously, this week, Terminator: Genesis is out. Chris, you've seen it, and we're <laughs> going to talk about. What you think of the film in more detail? Yeah. But as a little bit of a teaser, it got us thinking about what are the most pointless sequels of all time? <laughs> not to give anything Nothing. away. Not to <laughs> like give Chris away. might love this movie,
2: but we just got us thinking what are the most pointless sequels ever made? Uh yeah. I've got
1: lots to talk about. Should we should we do one each? Should we go around the table or do then. you want to do this? You start. All right, let's As
0: our movie expert Yeah.
1: I had lots of opinions. So one that's a massive problem to me, uh I've never actually seen it on principle. S. Darko, the sequel to Donnie Darko, which is one of my favourite films of all time. Uh, Richard Kelly's Vision, he wrote and directed it. And uh, the studio decided to not involve him at all in the idea behind a sequel. So they went ahead and made it without consulting him whatsoever. The connecting tissue was, it's about Donnie's younger sister and they got the same actress back, but no one else returned. And he kind of urged people, just don't see this film. This is not. The Donnie Darko universe.
0: But if you haven't seen it, could it be potentially the greatest <laughs> sequel of all time? It
1: could. Reviews, every single review that's ever been published of it would suggest otherwise. <laughs> okay. So, but I, you should have your own opinion. I sure I do. <laughs> uh, no, I I trust in I trust in Kelly. Like I think, fair enough. Good on you, mate. You've you've done a really great movie. Uh, I don't need to see someone else's version of that. So yeah. I, that was upsetting to me mm. actually that, that that someone could go ahead and do that.
0: Fair play.
2: First one done. Um, yeah, so initially, like, I think it's important to distinguish in this conversation between bad sequels and uh, just pointless sequels. Because initially, when we were talking about this, I thought the Matrix sequels. But actually, there's lots to explore in that story. Mm. It's just they did it really badly. So the one I came up with was um, Speed 2, Cruise Control. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the classic example of a film being really successful, but it's a completely one-off idea. It's like Homeland, the TV series. It's a really great one season, Prison Break, really great one season. But if something's successful, you want to do more of it, and then that's when you just run out of concept. And the fact that you undermine... What's worse about the sequel is, because obviously Keanu doesn't come back, there's a new character, it actually undermines the first film and their relationship and what happens, because you know ultimately it doesn't really work out for them. So it kind of takes... A bit of the shine off the original as well mm. I've and never also it's
0: seen a bit it. rubbish never seen it yeah have no desire to see it
1: well you shouldn't S- speed on Pointless. a something became quite a thing didn't it speed on a boat speed on a train and then obviously Father Ted did speed on a milk float yeah which was one of the best <laughs> episodes I think one of my favourites <laughs> is
2: in The Simpsons when Homer tries to explain speed and he goes, if there's a bus and there's a bomb on the bus and if it goes over a particular speed, the bomb is armed and then if it drops below a certain speed and then it will go off, so they has to maintain a certain speed. What was it called? I think it was called The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: good stuff. Al?
0: Uh, Jaws The Revenge, because there is nothing good about that film. It was a bad idea, with a bad cast, with bad acting, bad everything.
1: Michael Caine is
0: not a bad actor. Well, he is in that film.
1: Because yeah. he plays both the shark and his own character. <laughs> he uh, famously, it was, he was asked what he thought of Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. And he said, I don't like it, but I like the island it helped me buy. <laughs> Fair enough. Which I think it's quite a funny <laughs> answer. Um, so
0: in that respect, if you're Michael Caine, it's not a pointless film. No, sequel. when was the last time you saw it, though? Oh, gosh. It wasn't uh, probably about uh, seven years ago, eight years ago
1: because I've not seen it since it came out. Am I not right in thinking that the uh, conceit of it is that the, the shark remembers Memories. them in yeah, his after yeah, yeah, revenge? Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, is there not something to be said for that being quite an amazing it's quite, idea? It's
0: quite a high <laughs> it's a concept. It's, it's outside the box. I, I would say it's a stupid idea. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, not, it's not very much idea. in the vein
2: of a Jacobean revenge tragedy. <laughs> um, yeah, so is it the offspring of a shark or is it... I have seen it, but I've seen it yeah, when I was because, like little. Yeah, because it's. But is it always not one from the later sequels?
0: Ooh, well, How I many shots are there in? Giles? I can't remember what happens at the end of three.
1: That there are scenes in the film, because is is it his the it must be offspring? There yeah. are scenes in the film where characters remember things that from earlier films that they weren't present for. <laughs>
0: Which I think is amazing. <laughs> like it's they omniscient. have their memories that they weren't there for. I seem to remember it was offspring, but it might be a cousin, or you know, it might be a distant yeah, relative. Like <laughs> it. If it's offspring, that
2: implies that <laughs> they somehow had the story relayed to them, or have some form of genetic memory.
0: Maybe it was this tiny little shark saw its mother being blown to pieces mm. by having a gas tank. In that its would mouth. St-
1: that would stay with you, if you had a brain. Yeah, but at the same time, if you had time, a big human brain,
0: but like you wouldn't swim up to the surface and go, "Who did that?" <laughs> <Check it out. laughs> and then check out. Remember you? Is that, it's br- is now, is right? that British
1: bloke? See, <laughs> now, at the moment, if I'm listening, who wasn't on the boat? <laughs> if I'm listening <laughs> to this podcast and I've never seen *Jaws* the Revenge, I'd kind of want to see it at this point. Absolutely. Don't. <laughs> Don't. Um, one I'm going to pick is a belated sequel, which is always a problem. A belated sequel. We'll come to more of them later. Um, *Godfather* three. Now *Godfather* three isn't a terrible film. Yeah. But the first two were so perfectly bookended each other. A perfect beginning middle and end to tell the story of the Corleones that I feel like the three the third one was a folly but then you add to that uh, Coppola casting his daughter Sophia as Michael's daughter who was terrible in it brilliant director terrible actress and then she's given the big death scene at the end of the film which I, I, I was in the cinema everyone was laughing and this is the finale of what could have been the greatest trilogy in the history of cinema and they just dropped the ball massively. Because you're right. Because
2: there's something about, I guess, cinema and a lot of um, artistic mediums where three is a thing, mm, yeah. like three act structure, like in art, yeah. triptychs, beginning and trilogies, trilogies, trilogies. Yeah. Whereas you're right, they do everything in those two movies. Yeah, the overreach by yeah. doing a third. There's no like. There's nothing else really to tell.
1: Like Michael goes full circle. Like. Anyone that I meet who, asks, who hasn't seen, you know, someone younger who's never, maybe never seen The Godfathers, always say, well, just watch one and two. Yeah. Right. You've got two masterpieces. Just pretend the third one never happened, which is never a good trait for a sequel no, to have. No, no. And the problem, the sad thing is it's not that bad. It's two hours of reasonably good stuff. It, it's all the stuff with the Vatican. and. It's and not actually terrible. It's just like adds nothing to two perfect
2: films. You could say it's pointless. Oh, point the sequel. Perfect. <laughs> are you actually? going to watch the
0: Godfather? Do you oh, want to see You really should, Alex. No. it's <laughs> one of those things yeah, it hangs over you a bit. But do you know yes. what? I've left it for so long that it's <laughs> no, become it. a bit of a thing. No, yeah. I've never you seen The Godfather. Don't be that I've got, person. I've got some washing I, I like that. Will, yeah. I've never, i never
1: seen Star Wars, so I'm not going to now. No, see it. It's good. It's good. Everyone, write it and tell Alex why you should watch the Godfather.
0: I've had enough people telling me why. I should stick with Game of Thrones season six, and I'm not convinced about that either.
1: Give up after season two.
2: Creeps. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for game here. I'm going to go Dark Souls 2. Um, talented studio. Uh, I think this becomes more intelligible as an example after the announced Dark Souls 3 yeah. at E3 with Miyazaki directing it. Because Dark Souls 1 is widely considered to be a masterpiece, has you know, an integrity and artistic vision. Two, great game because it's made by the same people using the same systems. It's a great game play as well. But everyone's like, the unified criticism of it is, it feels like offcuts. It's basically stuff they had left over, stuff yeah. that they were developing and workshopping. Mm. And it sounded like three was always in development
0: yeah.
2: after one. So what I think's happened, one happened, was it success. They said, we we're gonna make more. Um, One team went off and made Dark Souls, which will eventually be three, and another team made two in tandem. And in retrospect, what it seems like, three's not out yet, so I can't say, but it seems like two was like a team using kind of remaining assets and ideas, where three had like, what will become three is the one that's been overseen by the main creative director. And it's It's not a bad game. It's not a bad game. Lots of people think it's still game of the year. And it's like still offcuts from an amazing team doing amazing stuff with incredibly talented artists. It's still going to be better than most of the stuff that's out there. Mm. Because there's so much average stuff. But it's just... As a fan of that first game, it would be so perfect. It's almost like Godfather 3 became between 1 and 2. 1 and 3. Like... Part three of Dark Souls feels like it should be the true sequel to the first yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. And in between, we're going to have this one that's still great, but... It's like one and a half. Yeah, it's it's not exactly what you wanted. But yeah. probably three might not have happened without that, because mm. that kept the brand relevant. People, in consci- like, people were aware of it. And it sold well, so it made them money enough to do other projects and maybe... Make a bigger deal about three, so yeah. it's maybe kind of a necessary sequel, yeah. even though I don't think it is as exciting or as original as the first one.
0: Because like a sim- something that similar could have happened was Majora's Mask, but it was still overseen by a lot of the kind of like the key people. But that was a game that um, <coughs> reused a lot of the Ocarina of Time assets, but fundamentally it did something different and interesting. Yeah, really different. And it was a great game. So. Uh, I'm going to skip one of mine I'm going to go for Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift
3: <laughs> <laughs> but neither why, of you have why seen Fast this, and Furious why is
0: this Alex why are you suddenly talking about Fast and Furious because I've just watched them all why did you so do that I'm now the expert on
1: why, Fast and Furious you won't watch The Godfather 1 and 2 but you've just binged on all Fast and Furious movies is
0: The Godfather 1 and 2 in <laughs> yeah. the top 10 grossing films of all time no that's why uh,
1: I think if you actually adjust for inflation it's probably made <laughs> more money The Godfather than uh, any of the Fast and Furious movies so. I don't
0: care I'm all about Vin Diesel. i anyway, about the fact. <laughs> so you've not seen it?
1: Uh, I haven't. I've only seen uh, the last three.
0: Well, it, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, and without spoiling it f- too much, because I know that you're going to go around and watch all of them.
1: I think you're fine to talk about Fast and Furious, <laughs> Tokyo Drift spoilers here.
0: But it has nothing in common with the other six films in the series. There is one link that it pulls back to, which happens later in the, the, the films. But that is only added into those films because of Tokyo Drift. If that never happened, you wouldn't give a hoot about it. It's absolutely pointless. But, but
1: what an interesting franchise that they tried all these things until they finally found what the key was, what the <laughs> recipe was. I think
0: that's over, like, egging it. And they didn't try all these things. They, it's still they the did, same. though. They
1: were, like, flailing around until they f- hit upon a recipe that actually really works sure. for them. With uh, so, uh, like the most said, diverse uh,
0: multicultural, multicultural cast. <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> doing wacky they're, races. They're all doing very similar things. They're, they're kind of, you know, experimenting within a narrow road.
2: Mm. What about the musical yeah, um, entry entry? Watch that one. The what? Well the, the musical one.
0: Is this a joke? Yeah.
2: Not a very good one, but let me explain it a bit more, it'll oh, get funny. Okay. Come <laughs> on then? No, I th- <laughs> no. Let's cut that off now. <laughs> we'll edit that out. It's fine. Rech will edit that out. It's fair.
0: Um it's honestly it's pointless. And I yeah. know people will probably enjoy it, but I hated the guy who's the lead actor. Oh, he was a little kid from Witness. Yeah, but he... I hate his accent. I'm sorry. I mean,
1: <laughs> what accent is it?
0: It's like Deep South. Yes, but crazy. it's just great. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't he pop up in
1: the new one? I think he pops up in the new one. I've seen the I haven't new seen one. Seven. Everyone yeah, shows up in that's
0: it. The, that's the one I'm missing. But mm. seriously, do not watch that film.
1: Okay. Pointless. Fair enough. I'm going to talk about three now, but with uh, the reason is the same for all three. Okay. I'm going to talk Dumb and Dumberer, Son of the Mask, and oh. Ace Ventura, A Pet Detective Junior. Now a Jim Carrey movie is a Jim Carrey movie, and will these people not learn that if you try and do a sequel without Jim Carrey, it doesn't work? He is the reason anybody goes to see all three of those original movies.
0: I'd quite like to watch Ace Ventura, son <laughs> of whatever he's called. Oh no, no I,
2: you, no, no, you would not up some pictures from it. No, really? I thought, no you would not I'm quite intrigued. It's, it's, a a, it's it. those <laughs> movies that you see but never actually watch, and they're kind of like.
1: Yeah, I think you'd watch one minute of it and turn it off, like the same that I did with Dumb and Dumber, where I thought, "Oh, that might be funny, like a prequel, see them at school and and then you start watching it. Oh, actually, no, no, this is.
2: Although, as a slight riposte to your point, on my list is Dumb and Dumber Two. No,
1: I, 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 no, <laughs> I agree. That's that's. Although I did I did enjoy about ten minutes of it. Yeah. Over the course of the ninety, but equally, like sometimes I think it's because of an actor. that a sequel's pointless. So another one is Blues Brothers 2000. They waited a long time to do the sequel. John Belushi was long dead and they replaced him with John Goodman. No one wants to see a Blues Brothers movie without John Belushi. Yeah. So again, it's just, it's pointless. It's a pointless exercise. So I think that you could, there's a lot of sequels that lose the reason uh, the actor that that made the first one. Yeah, on a similar note, Mm -hmm.
2: and director, I've written down the two Jakes. Take away Polanski. Yeah. Replacing it with Nicholson. Yeah, why, why can't Plansky do it? Uh, he's, um, he's not available anymore. <laughs> he can't, he can't, <laughs> he can't the actually be
1: in the country anymore, sir. <laughs> Should we still make it? Yeah, it'll be fine. Uh... God, I remember, I'm old enough to remember that summer. There was so much hype around that movie, though. We're finally getting a sequel to Chinatown, and Harvey Keitel's going to be his brother, and it was, it was just a bit boring, the film. I was a bit young at the time. I watched it. I was a bit young to understand. I watched it again it about bad. 10 years ago. I watched Chinatown when I was really young. I thought it was really boring.
0: Yeah, it takes like you yeah, need to, yeah, yeah you need to be the knees to watch that. Definitely. Do you think Alex
2: is old
1: enough yet for Chinatown?
0: I've never seen it. Yeah, I think he's
2: old enough. So I think even if you're young and you watch Godfather's, like, there's some quite extreme violence that
1: you're like, oh, this is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> like you were like, no, I did watch it when I was too young. And they did a, te- yeah. a they did a televised version of the Godfather. I don't know, if you know about this. This is crazy. Uh, where they did it in chronological order, they made it into a mini series. Oh, well, no, I have heard yeah, about yeah, that. I have watched bits of it. Don't do that.
2: With two as well, with Vita. Yeah, with two. It's not about this. It starts, it starts with Vita. It's kind of interesting.
1: It's an experiment, but yeah. the point of two is the
0: you've got exposition.
1: Parallels. Yeah,
2: that's a good call. The, I've got a very quick one here. Yeah. Um, so I was going to put Hangover Part 2, and as I was researching this, I realised there was Hangover Part 3, which I realised I had seen, and I couldn't even remember yeah. anything yeah, about yeah, it. So exactly. I think that's the very de- definition of a pointless sequel yeah. I didn't even know, I knew there was a three I've seen it I can't remember one you know thing what? about I'm,
1: it I'm all for a sequel to those films because I think the first one's brilliant but the fact they made the same film three times effectively yeah. Where is three? that's what makes it pointless what is three go back it, to fe- it gets a bit more action-y three to be fair Where to them it but set? it's still I couldn't
2: even remember I know like two is the one set in Asia I couldn't even remember what three is about no I
1: can't remember either right, we'll I've, to-
0: I've never seen it I remember kind of coming out
1: it's boring I've
0: just off the same but, and I've not seen this either, mm. but Anchorman 2, is that a pointless sequel? Well,
1: see, you're we, spending more time, I think, with characters you really like and find funny. So I don't think some of these are pointless. I think yeah. they're just, maybe they didn't nail it completely. Right. But I was really excited when they announced another Anchorman movie. Yeah. And equally, the Hangover guys, I think, are really funny. It's just, and the Dumb and Dumber guys. So it's not a pointless exercise. It's just some of these, maybe they just didn't quite, you know, it wasn't, it didn't have the freshness first time around. yeah. And the jokes weren't quite good enough. But there's some really funny stuff in Anchorman. Right. And if stuff
0: you... that is pointless. Yeah. Every single Disney straight-to-DVD sequel.
1: Would your daughter say the same thing? I don't
0: care. Uh, she's, I wouldn't use her as a, a gauge of, you know, uh, good taste On not. They're not, not for you. Though maybe. But like Simba's Pride, Return to the Sea, uh, Ariel's Beginning, all of this tat... That is made <laughs> all of this tat as what I would consider a cynic, cynical marketing ploy. I
1: agree. So they're pointless to you, Simba's but pride. But to the to the money men at Disney, these are not pointless. These no. are hugely successful. So, and kids love them.
0: Right, I'll tackle that a second bit. Yes, hugely successful <laughs> because I bought Scarlet the. Um, A Little Mermaid I can't remember if there's three films or four enough Little Mermaid films that you can fill your boots with she'll watch the first one she won't watch the others so but you know who doesn't matter Disney's already made its sale yeah. because it was one of those things it was like a quid more to buy four films rather than sure. one so you kind of do that but I just think you know invest in new exciting things because yep. it must take a long time to make a Lion King sequel but why would you want a Lion King su- sequel Yeah. you don't need one
2: it's three Cinderella movies, is there? Yeah, a twist in time was the last one. It's like hangover three, then, you don't remember that one.
0: But then, uh, the third Lion King movie, I believe, was Lion King one and a half, and it focused on uh, <laughs> this... Timon and Pimba. which one? I'd, I'd be quite up to that. Don't, like don't call it Lion King, are you being no. serious?
1: Seriously. I think I might have bought it but never watched it because I found them funny. But it wasn't called no. One and a Half, was it? <laughs> yeah.
2: I like the Wikipedia. It? Yeah, I Just did, did a quick search. I was, I was
0: just checking it, yeah.
2: <laughs> just did a quick search of Lion King One and a Half, also known as Lion King 3, Akuna Matana okay. in some countries. And the movie is about the fictional characters, Timon and Pumba. Thank you for clarifying their fictional characters. <laughs> no point did
1: I need reminding. Oh, no, I really I, want to make it. It's called uh, Timon. One piece of news that we could have mentioned actually at the top of this um, is the fact that Back to the Future will not be getting a sequel in Robert Zemeckis' lifetime. Have you seen this story? Robert's lifetime? Yeah, Robert, Robbie yeah. in the Daily Telegraph spoke to him this week, I guess, and asked him about, because Universal had so much success by bringing Jurassic Park back, yeah. asked him, well, you know, that this will be next in the Universal Vaults. So that's another billion dollar movie, potentially. And I believe that they can't make it Within his lifetime, um, he That's still earns the rights. That he's right, right, right. And, and that he was saying that I'm, I even have to check that you know if my family still retain the rights that the, over my dead body was basically what he was saying. Um, which I is great. Just news.
0: imagine the conversations that are happening in <laughs> do We kill the makers. Exactly right. We but need that billion-dollar movie. We've already
1: cast this. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, that, that would be one though, wouldn't it? if, if it were to happen, uh, it's a great concept that you could do so much with but man all you could do I think is just sully the
2: yeah because I think all yeah. the charm Reputation is the very the specific
1: character stuff
2: like otherwise just make a time travel movie like yeah yeah whereas I think Jurassic Park a lot of the lure is the concept yeah whereas I think Bites yeah. is the people is the yeah. characters it's their relationship so if you're retreading them what's the point Most definitely. it's the
0: same with Lion King you know it's all about the concept
2: yeah it's high concept. That's not the, yeah I'm
1: joking so (laughs) fictional character um, Simba for me the most pointless sequel that I can remember seeing is Weekend at Bernie's 2 do you remember the film Weekend at Bernie's?
0: I do remember it, I've never seen it. Okay. I've seen, I've seen your uh, fancy dress. Yeah, sure, I did actually fancy dress I thought it because I thought it was Bernie Eccleston.
2: <laughs> it's quite savvy, actually, to go. If you, I know you don't dress up as Bernie, but if you went to a party
1: and dressed up as Bernie, it's quite good if you pass out. People can just carry you around. So, for people that don't know, no. uh, Weekend yeah. at Bernie's is about a couple of guys who stay with this rich guy in this rich guy's um, like holiday house and he dies. But rather than tell anyone, they decide to like keep it a secret so they can stay the whole weekend. So they kind of go around town with him, like with their arms around him, and he's dead. Right, um, I understand.
0: I understand your. Uh, I, I, a I fancy more. dress now. Uh,
1: yeah, no, it just really uh, wants a threesome. <laughs> yeah. I, f- I feel like they explored as much as they could <laughs> of that storyline in Weekend at Bernie's one.
0: So what happened in Weekend at Bernie's two.
1: I, I, I believe it was something to do with voodoo, where they kind of he got kind of half brought back to life, right. and he was like a zombie. But really, that good. as far as I was concerned, it was pointless. <laughs> yeah. That story had been the Weekend at Bernie's story had had been told to its natural conclusion, and it was pointless.
2: Fair play. But we're going to get more pointless sequels to a degree because now,
1: you know, sequels have always
2: been a thing. Like, if a film is successful, we'll make another one. But we're also now in an era of, like, universe building. So it's not just about, like, one extra movie. It's about a whole range of additional movies.
1: Well, go through the summer summer movies released this year and there's not one... I don't think you'll find one that's not based on a... It's not a sequel, a prequel, a remake... Connected to stuff. or, ...or based on a ride or based on a book there's i don't think there's a single original mm. movie they probably i'm sure there is you know the pixar inside Out's yeah, the yeah, original yeah, yeah. but you know there's one or two everything even tomorrowland the most uh, you know the big original blockbuster that was based on a ride inspired by a, a section of oh, section. Center. so yeah it's just going to keep going this
2: yeah i wonder like we should we should go back and like check it out because obviously more films are maybe made today like adaptation isn't new. Obviously, there's more things now that you can adapt from. I wonder like what percentage of adapted movies back in like the 50s was because, you know, a lot of adapted musicals, a lot of adapted books.
1: That's always been a thing. I wonder if it's... Obviously, I can guarantee you now there are less original screenplays being put into production than at any time in in history Mm -hmm. because the studios are just getting more and more uh, nervous and wanting a sure thing. Yeah. Wanting, you know, toys that they can sell off the back of it. They want a big... They want a franchise rather than take a chance on, you know, an M. Night Shyamalan or something with a yeah, sixth sure. sense, that kind of thing. But we can, at the same
0: time, you look at Tomorrowland, for example, I can't imagine people go. I've been to the Epcot Centre ride, right? I must go and see that film. But
1: equally like Battleship. what I don't understand oh, why they yeah. had to buy the rights to bal-
0: Battleship and build a
1: game of a film around. Just do a, a uh, you done war anything. movie. They, it's yeah. yeah. Independence Day. Like. Uh, it's, it's weird, but there seems to be this fear of doing anything that's not a recognised yeah. Name, it, no matter how small, like remaking old TV shows and things, when you could just—I don't know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a bit depressing, actually.
0: Yeah, I can
2: kind of understand the logic though. Like, if you're investing a huge I amount can. of money, and someone's like, "This is already popular," yeah, but it's, it's weird. Like Battleship, it's like, and yeah, that, that, that just, makes that's no not, sense. That's not transferable interest. No, just because some people might like buying Battleship, that yeah. is no way approximate to a film starring Rihanna. Yeah, my like,
1: <laughs> god,
0: it made no sense. I've I've got a couple more. Okay, yes. Yeah. Just very quickly. Home Alone three and four. Like yep. Home Alone Two kind of does what the first one does, but in a different location. Pigeon yeah. Lady. By the time you get to three and four, it's like, Good God, alright, I get it. Yep. And then my last one is a game, Jute Nukem Forever. That should never have been resurrected. <laughs> the only reason it was resurrected is, is for the likes of Dan Kilby. I know, we
1: fault. need Dan in here to defend it. Yeah. Bad game, he bad idea. All this stuff.
0: Should have existed. Well, not existed, but 12 years ago.
1: Any others, Creeps, before we... Um, I'm good.
2: I think I've, I've, I've spent all my spent. best ones. Like, uh, the only one thing, Cars 2. <laughs> didn't, we didn't need Cars 2. I think John, John Lasseter really... And John cars Laster really them. loves Cars, so... But that's, um, like,
0: Cars is one of those things that... I thought Cars 2
2: was
1: better than Cars 1.
0: I've never watched all of them all the way through, because yeah. they're not great films. But I did similarly, it. kids love it. That's oh, yeah. why they did it. 2010, sequel to 2001. What a pointless waste
1: of time that <laughs> i See, I'm yet to watch that because I've only recently <laughs> watched 2001 for the first time.
0: I heard 2010's great. It's abs- it shouldn't be anything to do with the 2001. Right.
1: I, I keep meaning to watch it now that I've seen the first one.
0: <laughs> I love the fact that you can watch the first one. To watch the, there's no reason to, but still, to watch want. You don't wanna, do not do your homework. What, did you watch The all of the Fast and Furious before watching 4, 5 and 6? No, but Sorry, I, don't, six. I didn't no. really care about them. Well,
1: I had go. to do the Bloomin' junket. Unbelievable. You're not committed. Anyway.
0: <laughs> so that's it. That's Chris our list. Is, Chris's face
2: then, not committed. He's like, oh, <laughs> move on. On. I'm done with this conversation. Most pointless
0: sequels of all time. Uh, but does The Last of Us 2 fit underneath that?
2: Um, I don't know. So one thing, yeah, this week, um, Northern North was at something called MetroCon. And he's quite, we had him in here a few, um, about a month ago. we has got some videos going live soon on IGN. And he's a really charismatic, garrulous chap. And if you set him talking, he wants to please the crowd. He's a showman. So in front of this audience at this convention, he, started, he revealed lots of stuff he probably shouldn't have said in public. Yeah. And one of the things by accident, or whether he just wanted it to give the audience something he said that um, naughty dog he says I know they're working on last of us too yeah which is something you could probably infer maybe yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. a successful game yeah but it, again it's a singular story mm. it they've created a world where you, maybe you can do other narratives within that yeah. Joel there's a passage of 20 years or so so maybe you go back and fill in a chunk of time so there's stuff they can do but you know some people I think they just find I think it's easier, like a you know, big explosive action game. It's easier to yeah. f- understand how you can iterate upon that. Whereas something more kind of tender and emotional, it's like it's kind of tricky to you know, do a sequel on that. Like and because of, in so terms
0: of what you'd want, if it, I wouldn't want the same story told with two different people, which is effectively if it's like, oh, this is also happening over here. Let's go and follow yeah. their journey. It could potentially be the it's same. It's a much thing. more delicate. You'd either want experience the build that up have to it, it. or. I think it should be something completely
2: different, which is basically what continues is maybe one of the characters in a different period of their life Mm. and the same accident has befallen the world. So it's the same it's the same world. So it's it's another story tricky. It's like like Fear of the Walking Dead. It's gonna like the spin off series, it's another story from within that
0: world. But I think the thing about The Last of Us that I enjoyed was the characters, was the story, not necessarily so much the mechanics yeah, and, of the yeah, game yeah and that would be my concern uh, yeah, is that i agree but
2: i feel like they can maybe you know the same types of people they can maybe fashion another set of characters yeah. and what i get i guess why you like those characters and the situations they found themselves in is because the extreme nature of their yeah. world that people normal people kill each other mm. and serious things happen it's the same as walking dead Yeah, yeah, yeah. normal yeah. people are put in extreme situations yeah. and they, behave in extreme ways so I, I'm, I bet they can dream up a new set of characters or yeah. maybe have some of the supporting characters take lead roles in yeah, a sequel yeah. so i'm not I'm, i think you'd have to play it you know yeah. to, before you decide whether it was I, necessary i'm or not. not saying but it's i'm really
0: sh- pointless yeah. but i'm just saying like i'm very happy people have
2: taken that stance where are just dismissing it out of mind yeah but there's a lot of really talented people. Think, so I'm sure yeah, they I was going to say Naughty
0: in. Dog is a, an extremely talented developer, <laughs> and seeing what they've done with Uncharted Four is like you know that you know there's something special. Yeah. Sorry, just going back to pointless sequels of all time. Currently, I'm feeling <laughs> the same with Hannibal season three at the minute. I don't feel <coughs> like I think the end of season two was perfect. So season three isn't. I, added I'm not that.
1: pointless conversation continuation. continuations
2: I don't
0: care we do, just
2: uh, a little two sentences without going to spoil this panel because I know you've yeah, not I'm watched to, it to kick I know it off. a lot of people haven't obviously what happens at 2 changes the structure entirely yeah. and I think we're going to have 3 or 4 episodes of bedding down into a new rhythm but I, you, you, something's coming this season if you've watched any trailers which I think might put it back into a more familiar structure Yeah, because okay. there's, there's a villain coming
1: good
0: uh, this week we also saw the first kind of... Uh, well, not leaked pictures, because it came from the director, but the first pictures from the new Ghostbusters film. So we saw pictures of the outfits, the overalls. Did you, see, you guys see that? Yep. I did.
2: All hung up. Not
0: quite as cool as the originals, personally. Yeah. But I thought the proton pack looked badass.
2: You say not as cool as the original. They're still beige overalls. No, they're not. <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> well, so they're, I think they're more brown, if you look yeah. at it, Daniel. <laughs> Uh, they're a lot more. Well, with the new ones, they've got I, a nice lot like, orange trim. Well, I was, gonna, I was about to say, <laughs> they are a lot more coordinated because the orange trim that's on the suit actually ties in very nicely with part of the orange tr- uh, trim that's on the the proton pack, nice. which I thought was a bit. Is that is that the kind of thing? Is trying to make a nice outfit?
2: It's <laughs> <That's laughs> more. Well, they might be up and running for years now, whereas in Maybe. the original they just kind of get they're, yeah. uh, they're
0: um like like thrown together.
2: A startup, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I um, Maybe I th- it's a franchise like Dunkin' what, Donuts what? or something. But th- I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. you look at the kind of commercial strain of like Jurassic World, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters could be
1: across like America. I think it's a very strange decision to tweet that out this week, a year from when it's coming out. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to be shooting on the streets of New York this week and to uh, get the yeah. jump on the paparazzi shots yeah. of them. They've done an official one. In light of Suicide Squad. Yeah. But that's so I wonder squad. if just that's the way of it, yeah. of it now where you the own film it. companies are going to... Yeah. yeah. So they won't have the same impact.
0: Yeah. So, like, you know, Zach Schneider has been tweeting pics of Batman versus Superman for bloody months. Mm. Yeah. Because you're right. So, you've got
2: a nicely lit picture, yeah. high res. Yeah. So people know what it looks like under optimum conditions. Like,
0: how... Late after the official shot. Well, did the official shot come first on Suicide Squad? Of what? We've seen so many. Well, the the cast in in. Um, uh, the cast the... was pretty early. Yeah. But did we see it before? I can't remember because there were so many pictures in yeah,
3: so many I can't, I can't remember no, the order. I mean, I had we a list of it. We saw, like, we we saw, saw the, the,
2: Joker the Joker tattoo picture before we saw any That's Joker right. on yeah. set. Like, because there was the whole, like, maybe the tattoos aren't going to be
1: part of the real thing. And then we saw the leaked pictures yeah. and they were... I know, I got called an idiot on the superhero show for, for saying that... <laughs> he did. Sorry about ...the that. tattoos <laughs> would be part of it. Someone told me I was an absolute idiot. It's quite clearly for the 75th anniversary yeah. of the Joker, Chris. Uh, turns out they were for the movie, so sod you.
0: Not that you're better. <laughs> <Just> don't mind <laughs> like
1: being called an idiot. Um, but yeah, that's all very exciting.
0: I, I think it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I th- oh, I think Paul Feig's really funny, and yeah. the girls are really well. The girls that I know, because we don't really get SNL over here, I don't actually know two of the women in it. Yeah. that Well.
0: Yeah. But. Um, but. Trusting these it guys. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen Spy, so like I know like they got mixed reception. Some people. Some people really it. Liked yeah. It and. You saw it, didn't you? And Gav no, hated it. It. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see it. Right. No. Oh, it was Gav. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But
2: Lucy loved it. Who reviewed it? So yeah, yeah. yeah, I've heard mixed things on it. Um, cool. But I'm, I'm well up for more Ghostbusters. Yeah. But what worries me more is this idea that Ghostbusters is suddenly a universe of loads of things. Mm. Like I think the concept of Ghostbusters is brilliant. Like I love stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited for it.
0: Let's talk about the good stuff. The rum and the bum stuff. Or in terms of this week, toss and boss.
1: Yeah, because rum is rum <laughs> rum is bad. You didn't understand that.
0: Uh, rum is definitely good.
1: Uh, so yeah, I was gonna talk about Amy, the is that, M1 is that documentary. Toss or is that boss it's very, very good. It's sad. Can it's we have boss. a separate section for just oh. a bit
0: Toss uh, Boss
1: Loss or your loss. It's loss. Mm-hmm. Because we lost her. Um, I <laughs> I saw the Amy Winehouse documentary called Amy. Uh, it's by the same guy that did Senna, and it's I'm sure we're at the halfway mark now, but I'm sure it's one of the best films I've Is seen he this ever year. He's done
0: any like happy ending films. He's done a bunch of
1: narrative films that I've never seen actually. Um, yeah. That <laughs> so I know nothing of them. But he's that, made you two, know what's going to
0: happen <laughs> at the end of each film. Oh, she's going to die. So.
1: Well, they're quite similar in theme. The two films as well, aren't they? They're kind of sort of tragic geniuses, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, yeah it's 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 just a br- it's very long but it's a brilliant <clears throat> film and it's about five I'm trying to write my review at the moment it's quite a hard one to write about but it's about five films in one because it starts out so happy and light mm. and it's like a success story and it's like almost like a romantic comedy mm. but then it just gets darker and darker until it honestly felt like I was watching a horror film when you start just the change in this same woman in the space of two years and how she looks and how she talks and how she behaves and obviously you know what's coming but you can just see you could you watch. you're watching someone die in front of your eyes and it and it takes quite a long time and it's just like the last 40 minutes of harrowing
0: so to clarify it's all like proper footage it's not yeah it's a how how, did you see senna yeah so it's done in the
1: same way so it's all stock footage and it's like with her it's home movies camera phones backstage footage concert footage news footage um, everything, but of course, she's in an era now where the smartphone existed, and so yeah. a lot of stuff with her and her mates just messing about. But then the last sort of half hour is a lot of paparazzi footage, which is of course part of the reason, part of the downfall of this. Yeah, story. that's why probably, probably has the effect of feeling icky and mm, you know long lens photos of her in rehab and stuff. And it's like, in the you, you, it's just, it's a, it's a it's a really well put together film. I know her her dad is very unhappy about it, and I can see his point a little bit, but equally you know there's no defending some of the stuff he did and there's three villains in it basically it's the dad who who had good intentions but you know ultimately he he saw dollar signs as well in in the opportunity that she brought about and then yeah there's the fella Blake who I think we all know was a wrong and and there's this guy called Ray who was who became her manager and oh, some of the things he says just makes you feel a bit sick yeah like I, I did all I could I did all I could just we got to keep her out on it. tour it's just <laughs> up to other people it's like wow you were a man you were the person that she was depending on yeah, like professionally should, managing her <laughs> yeah so um is she a member of the 27 club yes she is she is she's one of that generation you're one of those people that died yes, at that we, age
2: yeah like sun awful like this like i imagine it's the same like kind of just grim inevitability when you're seeing this stuff and the tension
1: of it, it's horrible when he's yeah. like, arguing like we shouldn't be racing in this rain mm. Mm. Yeah. well you hear her friends in the film too you know they were begging <clears throat> They were begging them to not let her go on tour. But the the manager and the dad were like, oh, we've signed these contracts. She's got to go. It's like, you're killing this girl. That that was at the time when they were told if she had another, she just had a seizure, if she has another seizure, she's definitely going to die. And the dad says, well, now she's agreed that she's going to go off to to do this gig. I
2: I I was
0: going to say, as a parent, good God. Like, that's valuing... But as the keyboardist the says in it, by
1: this point, it was well known that she was receiving a million pounds for some of these live appearances. Right. So everyone had a vested interest yeah, to like, keep her on tour.
0: But still. That
1: is sick. Um, I will give a plug. To, uh, me and Gav, I couldn't go in there, but Gav went, Secret Cinema did a special screening of it. So thanks for inviting us to raise money for um, a charity. They did it in um, Coco nightclub. They turned into a jazz nightclub and had her, her old band playing some songs. So, um, yeah, Secret Cinema X is really good. We, we're going to start supporting them, I think. Like, kind of secret cinema, but raising money for charity. Yeah, so, yeah. And that's a really good thing. But, yeah, the film will be out by the time this podcast drops. So, and even if you don't like Amy Winehouse, I think it's a really powerful film. And you also just see what a nice, funny girl she was before it all went down. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, and that's it. Like, the media portrayed a particular type of person
1: yeah and she started playing up to it but re- the early stuff is like you'd, you'd want to have a pint with her she was, she was hilarious Yeah. so anyway sorry to bring it down but I'm um, recommending <sighs> that film Alex Arkham uh, Knight
0: I know Well, so I haven't been on the podcast for a couple of weeks and I was talking about because last time I was here the review embargo just lifted so I was allowed to talk a little bit about mm. it but now Krupa you finished it yep if you haven't finished the game I would probably skip the next three minutes of this podcast because we're not going to talk too in depth about spoilers but I still think it's probably the best Arkham game that's out there I think the Batmobile gets way too much flack yeah I don't think it's
2: that often but
0: but everybody is talking about how it's kind of ruining the game for them and it's I just think you know it's not as interesting as some of the other areas of the game but it's not game breaking
2: I think it's also there's been specifically when it transforms into a tank yes and becomes a slightly different game but most of the time, if you want, you can zip around Gotham as Batman, which is I, yeah. w- which is what I which do because it exactly, feels quicker yeah. to me. I don't yeah. know if it is technically, but yeah. it does feel quicker going around. Well, it's more around. interesting anyway. Yeah, and um, yeah, some of the tank stuff is goes on a bit more um, than it should. It kind of outsays its welcome, and the platforming sections, a bit silly doing it in a Batmobile. But I actually enjoy driving yeah. the Batmobile round and like sliding around corners and chasing vehicles. But it's weird to say the Batmobile isn't cool. Like it's the Batmobile.
0: Well that's yeah, the, a lot of the criticism was <laughs> it, it, like it doesn't feel like it should exist in a Batman game, but it's the goddamn Batmobile. It's like and I love the the way that it kind of interacts with Batman and you know the way it kind of unfolds it works to get really in well. back
2: and like, I like when the, the engine as well. revs
0: up it's just like it feels like really kind of badass. Yeah. But I think the other important thing about it is it's just I think it's a, just a really cool story and I'm not going to talk about the Arkham Knight himself, or how it ends, and we've both been there and we've talked about it. But I just think, if well, you've actually there is two versions of the end, one of which you haven't seen. But it's just a very interesting story, which it's also is very satisfying. It's a
2: um, it's a late Batman story, so it's like a dark night style story where it's him yeah. facing the end days yeah. so it's it's a story of consequence because it's Rocksteady's last Batman game so they're like going all in like we've done yeah, a trilogy yeah, yeah, and they've had a, it's, each part is a very specific period in the story yeah, yeah. and it's had a th- looking back whether they always planned it but they've managed to create a through line across the three games yeah. ignore origins and this is like it has closure it has impactful yeah. stuff because they don't have to make another one now yeah. they can just walk away which is pretty cool, I think.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. Like, you know, of course somebody can come back and make another Batman game, but I'd be surprised if <coughs> it was Rocksteady.
2: Yeah.
0: And also, I don't think I'd want them to. I feel like they've kind of done what they can do to that franchise perfectly. I'd love to see them do it with another DC character, like Superman, for example. That would be... I'd love to see what they could do with Superman. That'd be amazing. Mm. But if you haven't got Arkham Knight, <coughs> you should Nice. Last
2: piece of nice. boss stuff. Boss stuff. Um, Marvel's entire roster of comic books are getting relaunched later this year. You're going to have issue ones of everything. Post um, Secret Wars, the Marvel universe is going to get consolidated in some kind of interesting way. So universes are currently colliding in Battle World. And post Battle World, you're going to have an entirely new single Marvel universe. So Peter Parker, Spider Man is going to exist side by side with miles morales spider-man and it means that everything is getting relaunched so if you want to start kind of what they
0: did with the new 52
2: it's kind of what they did with that and although new 52 is gonna fall back in with the old stuff now I think what they wanted to do with this is some parts to kind of bring it more in line with the cinematic universe So the one Nick Fury is the black Nick Fury. So people who want to segue from the films and go to the comics is kind of more recognizable stuff. But also like to incorporate the stuff that was siloed in a separate continuity that's really popular, Mm. like Miles Morales. And recently things like Spider-Gwen, rather than just being ghettoized, like in this kind of alternate continuity, have them in the main continuity so they can play with all the major characters. So it's really interesting. But... Just so some of the cool comics that are coming um, Doctor Strange is going to have his first series for like 20 odd years which is not he's never really had a strong series for ages he's had a few mini series it's going to be written by Jason Aaron who currently does the Star Wars comic makes sense they're doing that because the film's coming next year he's going to be a big character for them Ant-Man com- comics kind of continue with Nick Spencer. that's really really funny it's a really funny offbeat comic where it's like a dad just struggling to be a dad a single dad it's really funny The Vision's getting his own comic as well and cool yeah a lot of the X-Men titles are getting stripped down I think there's only going to be a few of them yeah. instead of loads and there's going to be um, a lot of Inhuman stuff mm. so again yeah, it's supporting where they're going with the cinematic universe
0: we got the first like uh, feedback on Ant-Man as well that was, there were screenings of that this week, weren't there? Oh yeah, and, and positive, very, very positive, positive. Yeah. I think Which, it, for a film that could have been a disaster, is who, really who who's
2: too. that from? Um, a lot of journalists in America yeah, were allowed to tweet reactions to mm, it, and yeah. they're all pretty positive. Mm, yeah, and I think it's also looking at it; it looks like it was. A, it's a good one-two with the Avengers. With the Avengers, is so big and so mm. much stuff. This feels like quite.
0: Yeah, James Gunn tweeted about it. He did quite that. long. Uh, well, a <coughs> Facebook post, I think, because
1: that's that's something I thought that will do really well on the site if I post it. But I thought it's kind of like a Marvel director saying that. he yeah, loves another Marvel of movie. Of course, of course. But they were making around the same of, time.
0: I don't know. I quite like James Gunn. So yeah, he's funny. Know. He's funny, and he said it was the you best saw saw. One since
1: Iron Man, didn't he? That was his. Yeah, that was his shout.
0: Yeah, and also you know there's still you know strong influence of um, Edgar Wright in there, stuff like that. I wonder how
2: much stuff. that's going to take. I bet it's going to take a lot. It's just that we've oh, got the sure. Marvel. I'm not sure. I, I don't know.
0: It's a, it's, it's a weird name. Like, has got that, a have, feel.
1: It, word of mouth, How does Guardians do? Well, see, I don't think the uh, trailers have been as mind-blowing as the Guardians uh, trailers I agree. Were. Yeah, I mean, like that, so, like, the
2: musical hook or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I saw a couple of clips. I kind of don't want to watch any more now, because it's very rare that I see that well, little of a film. I agree, I've not watched I watched a clip this week where it showed more of the miniature stuff. Yeah. It did look pretty amazing when it gets shrunk in a bathtub. I'm not
0: say but anymore. even you described that as, like, people are just like, that sounds rubbish. bloody love The Ocean with the kids. So Quite a lot of pointless sequels in that so, franchise. I've
1: got one other boss thing, actually, that I, I'm embargoed, <coughs> I can't talk about. Oh. But I did notice this week that Roland Emmerich, the director of Independence Day Resurgence, tweeted a photograph from the set which said, uh, oh, look at these entertainment journalists I got to play real journalists in their movie. And I was in the photo. So one can only imagine that I might have you gone might to have New Mexico that. to shoot a scene for Independence Day Resurgence, which I couldn't possibly mention on the podcast. But You know
2: who's going to love me um, telling that story? Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who writes into the IG, um, iTunes review section about us noshing each other off for getting jobs in
0: the
1: media. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I do have a funny story to tell about that, but I don't know if I'll tell it till next year, but
0: Oh we must remember <laughs> oh. uh, Seed it early, I Chris. I will.
1: But uh, yeah. I might I might um tweet out the photo. <laughs> it's quite a funny picture. Wow,
0: that's so self indulgent. <laughs> hey. Look everyone, here's a picture of me tweeted by a famous director.
1: Have you been in an Independence Day movie?
0: I don't want to be an in Independence yeah, Day. Everyone
1: says that until you get the offer.
2: <laughs> until ro- fact, until old Rollo call, comes calling <laughs> <laughs>
0: What's re- have you got a, a speaking part mm,
1: well there were visa issues that meant
2: I couldn't no, do a no,
0: visa, exactly. visa so you're just saying going
1: uh, no I do shout the line madam president quite right. a lot although I'm already saying too much Ooh. but yeah you might hear me in loud English going madam president madam president yeah, like, I was kind of playing up the English the, act as a legal alien no, I on. can't do it I can't do it Come I'm not supposed on. to because I'm not supposed to talk about what
0: Madam President, the the Madam was, President,
1: shit, not, what, I shouldn't even said that.
0: What What are the aliens can, doing this time?
1: Can we bleep this? Can we bleep this? <laughs> no. um, if you could only be in one TV show, though, what would it be? I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the, the weakest link. Oh, the the weakest, weakest link. Yes, that's you like love being, that. Yeah, Goodbye. I, I love Android. Have you Android, got any toss stuff, Alex? Yes, I have. Uh, did anybody see the very last episode no. of Top You Year? know what I was we
1: only wrote. vaguely aware of it, and yeah. I because we've talked about us all losing interest in that show a while ago. It just wasn't really on my
2: radar. Was so it an hour and a half? They uh, stitched an an it together.
0: 15, yeah. yeah, it was two episodes stitched together. Yeah, yeah. Just because well, like, they didn't
2: bother filming the links because they do that on a weekly well, basis. The, exactly.
0: So. Uh, all so all the links, all the uh, Star a reasonably Price car, all that kind of stuff didn't exist. They they shot. Uh, I can't remember if it was three or four segments as separate stuff that that would have appeared in the show Um, but they didn't trail it that much Um, and I think I just kind of thought oh wow the very last episode is on this Sunday Um, but uh, you know there's been no build up to it but it kind of made me sad on one uh, hand because it really demonstrates how like when they get stuff right they got it really right and the, the kind of some of the segments that they did were brilliant but see Jeremy Clarkson couldn't appear to do the links so it was just Richard Hammond and James May standing in the empty studio oh God um, being a little That's bit somber person. about it all and it was just like those bits were awkward watching and really kind of I don't want to see that with the kind of the cool stuff that they'd done the bands. And, <laughs> and happier times know, uh, and you know they like died yeah. <laughs> it was. It did feel a bit like that. Well, they had this kind of giant elephant statue, as well, the I heard elephant that, in yeah. the room, <laughs> in the background, but I, I don't know. It just felt a little bit like what a shame that you know such an amazing yeah. TV show. Ignatious and I, you know, I did conclusion. feel that. I I don't think the show itself was um, became tiresome, but I just felt the dynamic between those three is a bit like. I get it. You're like you're the kind of slow one. You're the fucking yeah, guy. and th- and that's still <laughs> all the characters. way through. So have they confirmed
1: God. that they're going Netflix? F- no, no, no.
0: no, no, no. It no it's just like it's, word of mouth.
2: That's no, it's mouth.
1: No, for... ITV is, is really? what it looks like. Oh, yeah, it ITV. Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Right. I mean, I don't know if it's fully confirmed, but it looks like it's sort of ninety-nine percent. They're doing a show for ITV.
0: Surely ITV haven't got the kind of budget to well, commercial. do that kind of stuff. Yeah, but still. I don't know, but yeah, I guess. What but you may, maybe,
1: I, but also maybe ITV might do a deal with Netflix. But also, or like, oh, ITV. Like, I, I think but, but the thing is, suddenly they can syndicate that around the
2: world. Just, make that, that's so where it's where you like the egg thing. Like yeah. they'll make loads of money. Yeah, yeah. That. yeah.
0: But you know, I, I, like I've said, I've been quite open. I love Chris Evans, so I'm looking forward to seeing it change and be. So is that? Like, the comfort? I'm that, totally out of the Anyone yeah, else? Uh, no, just Chris Evans. He's also confirmed that he's doing uh, nine, we... new, uh, nine new episodes of uh, TFI Friday. As well as his what radio is show is and, what and the see. one show. What year is, what year is this?
1: <laughs> Depressing.
0: He only does one night on the one show.
1: <laughs> yeah, Friday. Yeah. Good. Which,
0: how's he going to do that?
1: That's why That's why the other guy left, wasn't it? Was it, was it Jason Manford did it?
0: Did he? Not, it, they've they not
1: thought th- this through. So what night do you
2: do um, the do one you show? Friday. <laughs> do <you wanna> do... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that is a bit weird, yeah. What day
2: of the week do you work Friday?
0: Surely. It's I'm sure one
2: one's anyway. probably proven. Not, not not <laughs> not our
1: problem.
0: Not our problem. But anyway, <laughs> equal parts sadness and and, and uh, good interesting television. Yeah. So toss. What, what's your biggest toss this <sighs> week?
1: My my biggest toss is <laughs> Terminated Genesis. I watched it this week. With the, not not high expectations, not low expectations, just with an open mind. Didn't really like the trailers, didn't really think it needed a sequel. James Cameron filmed that video. I quite trust James Cameron. He was like, "This is a great Terminator movie." Uh, I Not don't anymore. think. It, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I, I enjoyed the first twenty minutes, but the rest of it, I just got increasingly um, annoyed with. Uh, big problems. There's big problems. The plot is way too convoluted. Way too convoluted. I didn't know what was going on for the last forty-five minutes. But
0: that even felt. I felt like elements of that watching the trailer because the trailer yeah. was shown in front before a Jurassic World. And, and even that was like, whoa, this is like a three-minute trailer and I'm and you're getting complicated. So much already. overlapping
1: stuff. And yeah. the genius of the Terminator is the simplicity of the first movie. You know, it's 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 a it's a smart sci-fi concept, but one that you can understand quite easily. Yeah. The second one, they made it a bit more complicated, but not too complicated. You could still understand it. And it was more action focused. Three and four, whatever, we've all kind of, you know, no one really re-watches those. But this one, it's just such a mess of trying to be all things to all people that I, I genuinely didn't know what was happening at the end. And I'd stop, I stopped caring, so I stopped concentrating. So that's part of the reason I didn't know what was going on. But it was just like white noise to me. Um, the, and, and, and via that script, there's a lot of jokes in it, a lot of which fall flat. Like I was telling you, he's Arnie's character's called Pops all the way through the film. They call him Pops, and it's like funny. It's like, and that's the, funny and, and, and he's,
2: he's still the original robot from T2 that's good, that becomes good?
1: We're getting spoiler territory. Yeah. Why does he get older? Uh, is because, that explained? But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's out there as well as the fact that that his the, the, they, the, they have the to make ex- up the a reason. exterior. Yeah, is like flesh that right, does okay. age, whereas his interior doesn't. I mean, there's so many things though they make up for the sake of making the plot work. You know that you know when you get those sci-fi films where they just make up words and things, and then that's the reasoning, that's the logic, and you're like, no, you've just made that crap up.
0: Like Metaglorian. That you're
1: yeah, <laughs> so that your plot work, no, it's that stuff. There's lots of things like that that yeah. are just like nah, that's not a thing. Yeah. you're saying it's a thing so that your plot makes sense and then the acting is not good it's really uh, I think some of it's badly cast and then some of it I just think they've been given bad things to do but Amelia but Clark is trying her best I don't think she's a terrible actress but man she's not Sarah Connor this is supposed to be basically the same Sarah Connor that's in T2 Right. and man you don't think this is the same yeah, woman yeah. as such you yeah. know she's because she's tough she's been waiting for this day to to change the world and like it looks like and her 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 face and her her looks don't help because she does look like a teenager yeah, yeah. playing she's this She's not like grizzled enough. no like
0: she hasn't been through the uh, that toughness just doesn't yeah. come through
1: that linda hamilton has and then um jason clark who's such a good actor he just doesn't work as John Connor it's because of the things he's given to do as John Connor it's a thankless task if you've seen the trailers you know what his character kind of is and it just that's so weird it doesn't work Linda Hamilton's so good and like well she was like robot in T2 like she's the ruthless killer Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then bloody Jay Courtney I'm not a fan of his anyway that guy is a charisma vacuum and and so and he's kind of the lead in the movie, and it's he's just a waste of space. It's good really. that he's getting cast as a movie then. Oh,
0: man. <laughs> so,
1: so yeah, Suicide Squad next. He's just he's just he's just getting cast in the lead in all these big because he was he was um, supposed to be taken over Die Hard basically. Right. He was in the last Die Hard playing uh, McLean's son.
0: Oh, okay. Just yeah, a waste yeah. of space
1: that guy is. You just don't remember him as soon as he's say, on screen. I don't
0: remember. Like, no. I've, no. I've seeing it, but I don't remember him.
1: Suicide Squad next for him. So yeah. Captain Boomerang. Yeah. So, yeah, I found it to be a massive (laughs) disappointment. And then a lot of things they didn't bother explaining because they're just kind of leaving it till the next movie to tell you things. And it's like, no, is it confirmed
0: there's another one coming?
1: Well, the plan is for another trilogy, but I wouldn't be surprised if we don't... (laughs) Yeah, this is supposed to kick off another trilogy. Oh, man. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we never see that second movie. And so, actually, some really big questions this film asks will not get answered, which is just... It's downright disrespectful, I think, to the audience. I
0: can't see it doing well because... It's riding off the back of two pretty rubbish films in Three and Shunk, Salvation. Yeah. No one has. The, the hype around the trailers has been poor. Yeah. Um,
1: it's whether people. There's still an interest in seeing Arnie do a Terminator movie. And whether maybe.
0: But I would have said that's our generation. And I'm not. And I don't think.
1: No. It's gone, well, isn't it? It's been yeah, and gone. Yeah. I'd rather just watch T2 again.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I haven't seen it
1: for years and years. I'd rather just do that. And it but works it, on every on every single level, it works better, including, I feel like, some of the effects, even. I was going to say, TCC I mean, the so effects good. aren't bad right. in this, but...
0: But the T-1000, what used looks discretion. like the T-1000, you know, the, the kind of molten yeah. metal dude, looks exactly the same as the guy from 20 years ago. I know, he's doing similar things, yeah. apart from that thing where he the chucks spear. his arm... It, yeah. What? yeah. I
2: bet there's
1: nothing as good as the thumbs up as
2: well. <laughs> there's, a, there's a thumbs up. There's, there. Of course there um, is,
1: because where have they got that from? Jeez. Every yeah, there's a so much of it was done in T2 and done better. So anyway, that kind of that kind of peed me off. That's a sweet. negative. You like,
2: know, the, you know the bit in T2 when she says, "and this robot was more of a father than either." Oh, that always makes me choke up. I mean, he's helping him load up all the guns. <laughs> oh, okay. So,
0: so yeah, that wasn't something quite so good that happened to you, Chris. But something positive did happen. Yeah, something
1: really good that you probably should have mentioned at the top of the show, but you didn't. So this will be a surprise to people. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like um, so yeah about over a year ago I was a bit tipsy at a party and I saw David Cross the comedy actor from Arrested Development who plays Tobias uh, Alex knows him from the album The Chipmunk Movies he's better known for that I would say. Uh, we, that does come up in our conversation <laughs> okay. uh, I've seen him do stand up actually that's why I really like him um, and I was—I didn't really want to talk to him because he was talking to other people. But my girlfriend just marched up and said, my boyfriend wants to talk to you, which was really embarrassing. <laughs> oh and so God. I went over.
0: I would have been just ashamed. It as was <laughs> really no. embarrassing.
1: But luckily I'd had enough to drink that it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. And we were chatting about his <laughs> new film, which is called Hits, which is just our uh, hit Netflix. And so I've stayed in touch with him. And as he's shooting his new TV show in London at the moment, I asked him if he'd like to come in so he came in uh, we chatted for over an hour and we'll put the full version on ne- up next week but for now we'll kind of cut out a few bits um, we're talking about his new film hits which is in the middle uh, I don't think I mentioned the title in the middle because we talked about it earlier so. uh, but also we had a really good chat about Arrested Development about uh, really interestingly like talking about the problems with season 4 did you watch season 4? no but I know all about it quite hard to watch So we had a chat about that, um, season five potentially happening and whether it could make a movie. But also we talked about um, some work he did on Destiny that didn't actually make it into the game. So let's hear what he had to say. Yep. Um, And I was saying Netflix has been quite good to you because also that's the company that brought Arrested Development back. Mm -hmm. Was that something that was a surprise when that happened? Obviously people had talked about it ever
3: since it ended. But was it like a pleasant... When it became official, that was a surprise, because people have been talking about it, and the rumors have been out there, and I knew that Mitch was talking to Netflix, and I know Ted Sarandos from Netflix. We go way, way, way back before it was what it is now, and when when it was just, excuse me, uh, distributing DVDs. I mean, I mean, way, way, way back, and uh, and he's great. He's just such an awesome, down to earth, real guy, um, and and it's really satisfying to work for good people and and decent uh, decent businesses decent people no bullshit no ego um you know a really pleasant experience which which hopefully all of them should be and of course they're not because you get people who have egos who uh don't care about they care about money they don't care about art they're not fans of anything really except for money um so it's really nice to be able to work with people like that, you know. And was it nice getting back into Tobias' head? Uh, it was. It was uh, a little frustrating that I didn't have the opportunity to interact with a lot of the other folks in the way that I used to, where we, where it was more traditional uh, show, and, to, you know, Tobias, like, a lot of people would weave in and out. Um, and my story in that that season four really I, like I had I think one one day I you know I spent like uh, I had one quick scene with will I had no scenes with Michael uh, one quick scene with Tony a uh, couple quick ones with alia and uh, none with Jeffrey I mean outside of the there were like two family scenes the, um which we shot, for, and that was really fun and and exciting. But a lot of the stuff I did was outside of that, so that was a little um, that was a little disappointing. Mm. But uh, uh, but that's the only, literally the only negative thing I could say. I mean, it mm. was uh, the structure was unusual for that for that series, wasn't it? Yeah, but it made sense because of uh, one, the Netflix model, and and um, and two. The availability of people it was really it you know when you're doing a a series your contracts you know Mm. that's that's what everybody's focused on and arrested became second or third position for a lot of people i mean jason's making movies now Mm. michael's huge and you know various people uh, getting everybody together was uh was exceedingly difficult and uh and half of the, not half, but a third of the actors don't live in L.A., live far away. Right. You know, Tony was doing Veep in Baltimore. Uh, myself, Jessica, and Jeffrey live in New York. I think Michael Sarah was starting to base himself out of New York. I mean, there were a lot of people. It was, it was really scattered and yeah. pretty crazy. And uh, so that was quite difficult, and that, that uh, dictated, in part, why it was the way it was, you know.
1: Why, why do you think Tobias is such a popular character?
3: Um I mean it, it, what Mitch writes and Mitch and Jim and the writers uh it's really clever he's just this side of of really stupid, you know uh and he's uh uh you take any of the the uh the Bluths or the fuques out of that situation and put him in an, any other situation and they look they're absurd they're, <laughs> they're ridiculous they they can only function in and amongst each other you know except for Michael Bluth basically uh, but um, you know he's he, 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 they just get to come up with these really clever uh, because he's so stupid and deluded um, uh, and kind of pompous too and uh, and uh you get to put things in his mouth, so to speak, that's actually something <laughs> Tobias might say um that uh, these things get to come out of his mouth that wouldn't work and would be arch and ridiculous, uh but they actually make sense in that uh um, in that context in that scenario uh yeah, i mean people i think if if it was um you know, the Tobias Funke show, it would get uh, old really quick by episode three, be sure. over it and not interested. But as a sprinkling to come in and... Steal the scene. In, in, in <laughs> inject this, uh, this absurd thing yeah. in this already absurd world, it's, uh, it works really great like that. And they've announced more for next year. Is that something you're... In- <laughs> no, I well, don't know. Well, Brian Grazer, I think, said the other day that they were going to do it. I, but... <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, uh, people said that for years about... It took years. And I and I said, I'm, I'm, I'll believe it when I'm on set yeah. and I've got that mustache on and uh, some ridiculous outfit and somebody says action. But until then... Do but you, I would love to do it, of
1: course. Do you think their characters are that they could be revisited every few years sort of infinitely? Like,
3: I, absolutely. Yeah. With that writing, the writing is so strong, you know. Um, and... You know, I think, I think the season four got uh, got a, kind of a short shrift in in that it was there was so much pressure, and it was a completely different construct, and I think people had a difficult time getting past that, and it took me until um, like the middle of Job's episode, which is kind of the middle of the. Um, right around the middle of the, the, what are there, 15 episodes, something like that, to really figure out how to watch it mm. and get comfortable with it. Because I, I saw it and all the o- other actors saw it the same way everybody else did. <laughs> we only saw the premiere at the premiere, the, the first two episodes at the actual premiere. And then we all went home and watched it because we didn't have, you know, uh, uh, we weren't with other people's, scenes and it didn't stuff out of context didn't mean a whole lot so it unfolded for us the way it unfolded for anybody else and uh um you know it was it was uh, they they did so much work in making sense of it and threading these and weaving these stories together and those moments that the first three seasons had of uh Oh wait in series, season two episode five he says this thing and he's wearing that thing so then you see it later like there was so much of that layered into this that I pe- think people missed it because they they weren't comfortable with it being different and new and it was and they didn't like it and they it clouded their ability to enjoy it um. And I say that with a little bit of, of experience because, it, as I said, it took me a little while to figure out how to watch it. And then once I did, I, I, I thought, okay, I need to go back and watch this again because there's stuff I'm not getting. And there's there's I, I, know, I know how to watch it now. I know yeah. what to look for. Um, I know what to flag up. And, um, and I think people didn't get uh, that far into the thought process of it. And it just was... You know, disappointing for some people. Not everybody. There were some people who loved it and appreciated it, and, uh, and it grew on them. And I, I definitely think with time, it, it, people will come to appreciate it for what it was. Having said that, I, like a lot of people, missed the elements of, you know, what the first three seasons were like. Um, uh, but, you know, I like both things.
1: And do you think there would ever be potential for a movie, or do you think its home is on TV?
3: I, you know, it's if if anything, if any of these projects like Entourage or whatever that, that get that are TV shows that get turned into a movie, uh, uh, Veronica Mars, whatever, if anything can, I I have a hundred percent confidence in Mitch. Jim and those guys to pull it off I mean they're they're nothing short of genius and I believe that they if anybody can do it they can do it you know an entourage movie to me is a Um, head-scratcher Veronica Mars movie is a head-scratcher and Arrested Development is a is kind of a head-scratcher too but if anybody can do it if anybody can say here's this experience that's better than watching it at home. You need to go to a theater and watch this. I believe it's them, and they'll they'll figure out a way to make that uh, to justify it being a movie. To bias the action hero, no, okay. <laughs> can't can't imagine.
1: Um, so you've directed now. Obviously you've acted. You've written. What, you do stand up. Is there any?
3: Is there one that you prefer of the four, or do you just like to keep catering? It? I like uh, <laughs> uh, craft services. I like uh, filling up that peanut bowl. <laughs> Um, I, um, I've been asked this before and, and it, I'd say, um, at the, you know, when you, when you look back at your work, uh, writing is the thing I'm most satisfied with. The, the thing that gives me the greatest satisfaction in that I did this, there was nothing there. There was a blank page and I know how difficult it is to Right, you know, n- things that are not just merely let's throw every joke on the wall and see what sticks kind of scenario, but actually write a story, make sense, have have the dialogue seem real, have um, mm. characters who are don't sound similar mm. to other characters, and and uh, I know how hard it is, and uh, and to th- this idea that there was no idea there, and then you cr- came up with this whole thing. Um, I think that's the that's the thing that gives gives me the most satisfaction that I have the most respect for in other people. Um, the part that I enjoy the most is editing. Um, I, that's that's the most uh, intellectually the most fun to because to, uh, there are always problems you miss uh, uh, every single project. There's you know hundreds of different reasons why you didn't get this shot or this, this thing didn't happen or you're you you you're in the edit and you realize, oh, we nobody realized this guy's not supposed to be there yet. We can't have him there. Whatever the thing is, and you have to figure out a big problem. I, there's not one project I've ever done that didn't have that. Um, and then finding that stuff in the edit and finding those solutions is always such a great moment. And, you know, in the edit, you can completely redo your movie this was much funnier uh initially it was a uh, the, the script was funnier i um our first few cuts the 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 hipsters from uh from brooklyn it was a it was funnier by half it had more uh, uh lots lots more laughs in it and i screened it you know we had a couple screenings for friends and people in the in the industry that i could show it to who knew how to watch a screening. You know, it's uh, it's not it's temp track. It's not scored. The sounds all wrong. It's not colored. You know, whatever. Um, and the biggest overall note I got from comics, from comic uh, writers and, and filmmakers, uh, and they agreed. And it was it was shocking, but they were right. And it was hard to take, but they were right. Was you know this thing is too funny. You've got this other really cool story that you're burying in the comedy and the tone is, seems off and so the editor and I went back and we took a lot of the comedy out we we made a bigger balance between Caitlin's story and uh, and I'm really happy with where it is and I think it's it somewhat suffered in that in that people approach that thinking oh it's going to be this comedy this laugh out loud crazy thing yeah. oh David Cross the guy who's on this thing and did that and it wasn't you know and you don't want to open up a you don't want to tell people like it's not it's not that funny you know (laughs) uh but I found myself doing just that um uh you know because the the a lot of the criticism of it was it wasn't that funny but it's not supposed to be that funny I mean the funny stuff is supposed to be funny but I mean we went out and took out quite a bit there are whole scenes that I've I mean, I fought for, I fought against myself. My, my gut knew that they had to go, but I was just trying to cram them in there, these, these scenes at the diner that, because um, the diner was, uh, the diner scenes were used to uh, show the passage of time. Um, so when we lost those other scenes, we had to figure out a new way to show what day it was, how long they were in. There. That's why there's, a, there's a, a couple, there's two in particular, like terrible Things that I hate where it's like a shot of an exterior of a motel, and we had to have actors' ADR dialogue over the motel shot. (laughs) And it's just for exposition to get you. It's because we took this other stuff out that was there that served uh, a purpose beyond just being funny. And they're really funny scenes, but I had to get rid of them um, just because it made the movie as a whole feel different, you know. And uh, and there was this whole thread of. Uh, the story that had a a payoff only in this thing that we wrote and we shot and fully intended to do after the credits, like kind of a where are they now? But because the movie kind of shifted in editing, we had to take all that stuff out because it made it too silly. Mm. And so you lose kind of a a payoff to a thing where Donovan and Maddie can't have a kid and you don't know why. And the reason was going to be because, you know, you're sitting there going, well, wait, is he gay? He's gay, right? What's going on here? And uh, um, But the payoff was that they refused to have a child until same-sex marriage was uh, legally, you know, uh, um, recognized in the United States. That's the reason why they couldn't have a kid, which is something that Charlize Theron said, which I was like, what? <laughs> that is, Or she wouldn't, she wouldn't get married, sorry, she wouldn't get married until same-sex marriage was legally, federally recognised. That's a good excuse. uh, That's a good excuse to use. That's a clever... (laughs) That'll that'll keep you going for a while. Uh, Have you
1: got any plans to direct a movie anytime soon?
3: Um, I have two scripts that I'm uh, working on. One is much further along and the other is uh, uh, not as far along. And they would both be uh for me to direct it's e- it's it's easy to direct something I wrote because it's all up here and I know what I want and you know know what I need to get it and what is and isn't a waste of time you know um and uh you know who knows when I'll get to that I have um when I'm done with Todd Margaret which will be late August um I will either, I have another pending project um, uh, for a TV show shot here, or in Bristol, actually. And um, and if that doesn't go, then I'll finish the movie script, but also I'll work on a stand-up tour, which I just, I've been so busy, I haven't been able to really concentrate on. And uh, I'm not good at doing, at multitasking. Mm. I can It's... I need to focus and then so I would just focus on that get that tour together um, make it different than the last couple tours and make it tighter no more f***ing two and a half hour shows self indulgent bullshit like that just tight you know uh, show go out do that and you know that does this mean you don't have any time to play video games? (laughs) yeah I do play video games it's uh, it's my uh, probably the greatest guilty pleasure I have uh, um, I try to justify it like it's I'm working on my hand-eye coordination mom <laughs> um, but uh, but I also don't finish that many anymore I used to really not, not that I was a completist and had to do every side mission and pick up every flag and coin and whatever but uh, I found myself less and less uh, giving the game less and less time Um and I guess it's just part of being older and you know playing games since I was a kid. But I know what I like, and if I'm halfway into Call of Duty and it's I don't care, then I just sort of put it aside and uh, um, and just move on,
1: you know. And you but. voiced in a couple of games. I know 2004 was a big year for you, from what I could see, Halo 2 and GTA. Yep. Uh, um, <laughs> is that is that something you didn't take to, or it was just? you know you had other uh, things going
3: uh, on uh grand theft auto i accosted a guy at some party <laughs> uh in um, like me with you yeah it was in uh i said some like some new york you know was at, i was at like lit or some place like that or some like kind of downtown hipster bar i was pretty f***ed up and um and somebody said oh that's uh i think it was sam sam from uh Rockstar. And I was a huge Grand Theft Auto uh, fan. And uh, and I was like, oh, I love that. You know, next time you're doing one, let me know. I'll do a voice. I'll do it for free. I just love that game, blah, blah, blah. Um, just drunkenly. And then we, we set it up, like, whatever, months later. it's like, yeah, I'm actually in the middle of doing... Because I think I knew they were doing San Andreas and had heard about it and read yeah. about it. I was like, please, I'd love to be a part. Um but I couldn't even get through my missions playing the game, and and when the character's meant to be annoying and kind of nasal and giving you shit. and uh, so it was really difficult. I just skipped my missions. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't listen to myself anymore. Um, <laughs> That's terrible. And I did get through it. Uh, and then Halo, Halo was fun. And I did some other stuff too. Oh, I did, um, uh, 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 Brutal Legend. Um, uh, huge Tim Schafer fan. Mm. Um, I, I thought Psychonauts is, you know, one of the most underrated games, uh, criminally. It's just a really smart, beautiful, cool game. Um and um so I met Tim. I was in I was in a I think I was really hungover and uh but came in and did stuff for Brutal Legend as well and um I think that's it. Yeah. And uh
1: recently have you been involved with any game in any way, shape or form? Maybe you and another comedian I'm thinking of.
3: Yes, you're referring to the, uh, the pre-interview we had in the hallway <laughs> as we were walking in. Um, Brian Posehn uh, and I uh, got asked and jumped at the chance of... Uh, we were flown up to um, Bellevue, Washington uh, to do a punch-up on the ghost character in uh, Destiny uh, about a year ago. And we were both very excited about it. Um, they did not use a single solitary thing we wrote, which is a shame because we wrote some stuff that, you know, we're gamers. And and they... I would imagine somebody somewhere said, we can't inject this levity or humor into it. But it's a shame because I, I played Destiny quite a bit. I haven't played since I've been over here working on Bob and David. But... Um, you know what came out? I was I was way into it, very excited about it. And, uh, you know, after you're, when you're in hour 20 of that thing, it's like the ghost is kind of monotone saying this thing. We must get over the ridge. You know, those are the, that's the cabal. We got to <laughs> defeat him. Whatever. It's boring as mm-hmm. s***. And, um, and, you know, I, I speak for myself and Brian, and I know, thousands if not millions of other gamers would be like yeah it'd be nice to have a joke or something in there what do you think the tone we're going to f- with the tone you know uh, um, but it was uh, very exciting to go up there and get paid to play a video game you know a year before it came out or whatever it was so that was fun.
1: Can you give us a flavour of anything, any of that ghost stuff that you were writing, like the approach you were taking?
3: Oh, I mean, it was... Some of it was sort of self-referential. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it was just stuff that was making us laugh. We yeah. were in a no room and we'd, we'd play a lot. And uh, um, and then, again, some of it was kind of winking to gamers. Uh, uh, I, I, I truly don't remember any nah. of them. They were just sort of riffy one-liners that both brian and i were coming up with missed opportunity i think so yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of them not just i mean we we're there for for a couple of days so we you know offered a bunch of stuff up um i mean you know she, you know you find the the crate that you got open like do something with that you know but it was just like there's a crate open it you know or whatever <laughs> they ended up using but anyway
0: so that was david cross but he doesn't talk about chipmunks so quite frankly i couldn't give a hoot
1: David Cross, Cross about his lack of uh, appearance in Destiny.
0: Yeah. As you would be. <laughs> see what have nice done there. As you would be. <laughs> right, let's shift over to uh, reader feedback. Who's up first?
1: Kyle Chester Marsden, who's written and said, Hey guys, I just wanted to get your thoughts on what I think is a terrible idea. Mm. So this would potentially be in the toss section okay. of our stuff. Uh, A big cinema complex near me is claiming to be the first in the UK to offer 4D films. Right. I said it wrong there. Uh, Such effects included in the experience are the film in 3D, smells, wind, water, (laughs) air, bubbles, and varying temperatures. (laughs) Now, for me, these things work best in the right environments. And by that, I mean offering it to a 10-minute short at a theme park or something similar. Uh, Mad Max had the same offering at somewhere near uh, £18 for a ticket. Is it just me who finds it way too gimmicky and would ruin rather than enhance
0: the experience? So, I like okay. the way
1: it smells.
2: Go go through Ooh. the different
0: editions. So the film in three D. Well, yeah, well, that's I understand that. <laughs> smells. Smells. We kick off with smells. So how does that, does that like work? Petal? Because the, like, this oh. is not done in conjunction <clears> with <throat> the filmmakers. Presumably, no. This I is would a local not. cinema interpreting it itself. It's been done
1: before though, uh, and this was in conjunction with the director. But when John Waters released some of his indie movies in the uh, 80s, he gave out scratch and sniff cards. Okay. So when like there's a dog poo in it, uh, yeah. I
0: don't want that. I once that. did that for like... a children
1: in need.
2: I bought that at a petrol station a little scratch and sniff card. They all smell the same by the end. I was doing
1: scratch and sniff EastEnders. <sighs> But would it not be quite funny for a horror film or something like that? To
0: smell what?
1: A dead body, blood.
3: Maybe Why? not that. I don't Why know. Why would you
0: want to smell that? <laughs> but I guess it's what like else? I
2: guess in the scene in front of you, there's like a little atomizer or something that just s- sprays a scent.
0: I bet you it's not that sophisticated.
2: No, no, there are sophisticated versions of okay. this. I know mm. you're imagining like some dude just running around with a little.
0: No, I was thinking it's more cinema-wide <laughs> that they're pumping it in through the uh, aircon, okay. Wind. rather than like individual. Well, is that, that's just somebody <laughs> with a hairdryer blowing in your
1: face. <laughs> the the you version home. you're imagining is really <laughs> annoying.
0: And then like Mad Max, they've got like sand that they're. Petri- blowing in,
1: blowing in so pipes. I imagine this would be like we've all seen the new Mission Impossible trailer when he's on the side of yeah. the plane you'll have air like blowing yeah. into your face but when he's on the side of the plane but then your eyes start
0: watering you can't see it properly like, and the air will you're
1: having the experience that, but that that's, Tom Cruise would be having in the film
0: what a load of horse crackers water <laughs> what are you doing there?
1: like sprays of water
2: if it's
0: raining
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> it's if, if, you're, if you're watching it. the Poseidon Adventure like like, the, yeah. massive buckets of it yeah drowning slowly
0: filling up
1: Air. I'm not how sure how
2: air is different <laughs> to wind. That's, you can breathe. I think
0: that's the
1: same. Uh, bubbles.
0: <laughs> like, how many films have got bubbles in?
1: Uh, again, we're back to Poseidon Adventure, aren't we? Well, but I wouldn't
0: say. Finding
1: was, Nemo. It's bubbles, per se. <laughs> and varying temperatures. <laughs>
0: okay, that's just. That just feels oh. like our office. And people so were uh, When I any- first
1: saw Pirates of the Caribbean
2: at the cinema in Manchester in the Irondale Centre, before we went into Paris Caribbean, said, oh, i just seen her. It was in July, August. They okay. said, um, oh, so, scene so, you know, the air conditioning's broken. Okay. Everyone went to see the films. So everyone went, that was mm. fine. And they mm. took some money off our tickets. It was sweltering. <sighs> did it add to it? Not to my enjoyment, but it did feel more authentic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> did you tell you your jeans sweating off? Off? Yeah. <laughs> like little cartoons. But like, yeah. Bill and Ted's bogus journey. I'm trying to think of one here. When they go into <laughs> hell, it's suddenly the temperature goes up. Day after right. tomorrow is okay. freezing for Fair the whole enough.
0: Thing. Ideas around these. Would you pay to go and see that additional experience?
1: Once. I? Would not pay. No. <laughs> if I was invited okay. for free, I would check it out, and if I enjoyed it, I would recommend it and maybe pay the next time. But for me, it sounds ridiculous. It's I feel like all the films you're saying though are like
2: disaster movies. Like, okay. I think you'd work well with like a a film that feels like a ride. So I think they did this really recently in America, like a sophisticated version of this for San Andreas, mm. where right. things are moving. Yeah, and I feel like that. Yeah, you yeah. get behind. Okay. I feel. Like that. That,
1: that, I, feel yeah. like I agree with that kind of. I know I've read about this before. More like <laughs> a box, roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's I
2: think yeah. there are effects like air pressure and stuff like that, jets of air. So where it's like the film, but it would like kind of add we, to that. We are. So.
1: We are becoming. Uh, a society I think that's it, that's increasingly going to experiential cinema though. Like secret cinema, each one's making more and more yeah. money. Mm. Now, fair enough, they aren't it's not this kind of thing happening during the movie, it's before and after. But I re- I do think that we might, you know, in the in in film studios attempts to get people out of their homes yeah. and away from their big tellies and into cinemas. If I wonder, and I always think, as I just said, horror might be one where you could do something quite interesting in a cinema to scare people that's not just based on what's on the screen. Well, one of my favourite
2: ever cinema-going experiences, and this is, in retrospect, this is a lame version of what you get people paying on mass for. It's just a little bit extra. I saw one of the first cinema trips I went to as a teenager with a bunch of my friends on a Saturday afternoon was um, the Brendan Fraser Mummy. And midway through... (laughs) and <laughs> um, one of the uh, cinema attendants dressed as a mummy ran through the audience <laughs> awesome. but it was great because it reminded me of when I watched Stephen King's It and they all went to the cinema as like kids in the 1950s watching hmm. um, I Was a Teenage Werewolf right. and stuff like that happened yeah, yeah, yeah. William and Castle it, was yeah. the guy yeah, that did them, yeah. yeah and like kind of um, yeah. yeah with f- um, skeletons flying through the audience and stuff yeah, like that and the yeah. shocker and the, like weird stunt like thing where it doesn't kind of adds to the the event of going out with your mates and having a laugh and yeah yeah I like stuff like that
0: because I I saw Jurassic World I don't know two weeks ago on the IMAX screen at um, Leicester Square and I thought that was just outstanding in terms of that felt like a different experience from just watching like on your local cinema where the screen is obviously it's big but sure it's it's not different because they showed the trailer for the remake of Man on Wire whatever it's called yeah the walk yeah but like, I was properly there going like, oh my God, yeah. like feeling vertigo. That, awful, that vertigo. Yeah, yeah. And it was horrendous. Mm. And that, you know, I don't think you need gimmicky stuff like that to be effective. Sure. Uh, I think, you know, that to me, was just like, so, yeah. that was completely absorbing is watching that on the massive screen.
1: Yeah. Well, Kyle, good email.
0: Yes. That got us all thinking and talking. That's what um, we like. I got an email from David B- Binmore who says, Duck Hunt! Was wondering. <laughs> he says it like that. I was wondering who you thought had the best press conference out of the big three. Uh, He's talking about E3. Uh, I felt Xbox One made more of an effort to justify owning their system at this time, dedicating most of the conference to... Owning their system at this time, dedicating most of the conference... Anyway, he thought Xbox was the winner. I thought Sony had the biggest fan-pleasing conference. Mm. I'm not necessarily saying it was the best, but... It ticked a lot of boxes if you were not just a PlayStation fan, but a gamer. Like having Shenmue in there, and obviously Final Fantasy, and obviously Last Guardian. Um, that stuff appealed to me more than uh, the Xbox lineup. What about you? You were there.
2: I thought Microsoft did it. Like it seems weird to call Microsoft an underdog, because they're Microsoft, one of the biggest companies of all time. But ever since the Xbox One announcement, they've always been. Playing catch up to Sony because Sony were the competitor brand and they yep. could counter message and be cooler and more daring. But I thought like Microsoft like just ticked every box. Like they announced really kind of fan pleasing things like backwards compatibility and early access and like PC friendly stuff, which is yep. cool that console gamers never had. And then at the same time they would go gears of war, but then segue to like oh we got like this ReCore game and like yeah. more interesting stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think they were just really diverse and like ticked a broad set of. Categories.
0: Yeah, but there was nothing in there that I was like, "That's the one game that I want to play." Yeah, for me anyway. And then obviously there was Nintendo, which just a bit of a disappointing show. It wasn't bad, but when they've got so much exciting stuff coming out, they're becoming a different. They're coming.
2: They're still coming out of the cocoon, I think, and going to come out as a very different company on the other side. Well, I
0: think you know for them you know, maybe E3 is becoming less and less relevant because they've already got a brilliant platform to talk directly to all of their fans through Nintendo Direct, so. Mm. Uh,
2: So my email is from Sam Williams and kind of follows on from Microsoft. Um, PlayStation Plus has always arguably had better free game offerings to consumers over Xbox's Games for Gold. But with Xbox announcing backwards compatibility for Xbox One, do you think Xbox will offer great Xbox 360 games to Xbox One owners to try and convince them that Games for Gold is the better deal? So, just to catch you up if you're not aware, backwards compatibility, if you already own that game and it's, they've said it's backwards compatible, you can just download it. When you put in the 360 disk, what you actually do is trigger a download from the store You're not necessarily playing it off the disc. I think so. Yeah, and also there's a very select number of games. Like I looked at it the other day. It's very small amount of games. So what he's saying, I think Sam, if I'm not paraphrasing, is through games for the gold, they might start offering really great um, 360 games that are also backwards compatible.
0: Yeah, because obviously a lot of the stuff that you get on uh, PS Plus is either Vita or PS3. Yeah. Um, And if you've only got PS4,
2: you get like an indie game a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least.
0: In theory, yes. Um, I just think yeah, up until now, the Games for Gold package hasn't just been comparable, I would yeah. say.
2: I think it'd be great if every month they dumped like 20 new um, backwards compatible games yeah. and they said three of them are going to be part of the Games for Gold. Yeah. Because until, like, three years' time when there's loads of great Xbox One games, that's a really cool way to, like, beef up your collection.
0: Well, that's it. Like, imagine if you got, like, I don't know, Red Dead or something like that. It'd be brilliant. Yeah, Yeah,
2: because you've never played it. For instance, you might be like, oh, there you go. And that's
0: it. Like, all of my old uh, gen consoles are all packed away. So, So,
2: yeah, maybe, Sam, as the Joker says, it's all part of the plan.
0: Uh, last email from James Iles uh, on last week's pod a listener wrote in asking about audio books so I thought I'd share some recommendations uh, he says Paddle Your Own Canoe by Nick Offerman uh, Ready Player he's One. funny is he?
1: yeah he's the guy, have you watched Parks and Rec? Mm. I haven't no uh, good
0: uh, Ready Player <laughs> One, Ernest Cline <laughs> I read it, uh, it's a
1: fantastic book plugged it a lot on this show uh, and hopefully Spielberg will be doing the movie Is one of the
2: reasons he was at E3. Apparently, I saw him walking around the show floor at E3. Oh wow! And I think the rumor was he went to see No Man's Sky. And one of the reasons why, because he's doing Ready Player One, similar sort of concepts, procedural generation, and so on. Yeah, Yeah. he was surrounded by people. And all these nerds are. I'm one of them. I'm. I'm classing myself as a nerd. God. People were going Steven and no way they're ever going to get to him.
0: (laughs) Kanye was there as well.
2: Yep. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, apparently like if he, when he was playing Street Fighter five he had a team of people that erected like white sheets around him <laughs> so you can take uh, yeah, pictures yeah. of him playing the game. Brilliant. We did
0: we've heard a couple of stories about Kanye, but unfortunately we can't talk about them on the podcast. Can you tell me afterwards? Yeah I can tell you afterwards. And then if you ever meet us down the pub and gets drunk, then I'll tell you there as well. <laughs> we uh, can be
2: found in the Crown and <laughs> Two Chairman every <laughs> most week. Most Fridays.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, also recommends World War Z by Max Brooks completely different from mm-hmm. the film uh, obviously the book is completely yeah very
2: um, if you go to iGen.com you can find a video of Max Brooks telling me and Chris how to zombie proof our old office which is good useful information but not for us anymore since we
1: moved office and this is a good article that uh, Chris did write about Ready Player One but but what a great book it is. Written by who, sorry? Chris Tilley. Chris, 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 Chris he's good. He's good. movie editor. it's good,
3: Chris is that Star T- of Independence, they Resurgent. L L E Y. funny.
0: Last but not least, Batman Nightfall. It's a BBC radio production of the Nightfall story arc, which I never knew existed and will be a book form. Me neither. Good effort, James. But was a strong influence for the Nolan brothers when they wrote Dark Knight Rises. It's a really good trilogy of books, Nightfall. Very, very good. I give that a listen. Anybody who likes Batman should definitely read that. I've got it in my drawer if you want to read it. Yes, I'd love to. Is it to. eaten
2: by the mice?
0: Maybe. I haven't Cause changed it in
2: a while. Because you put a bag of door... No, and... I never did that. Oh, wow. Now it's, <laughs> now it's
1: on record. Okay. Um, We've got mouse problems. Is that, is that it yeah. for this week? That's it. Yeah. Can I do a little plug? Uh, there's a film out this week. Terminator's out this week. Amy's out this week, which is really good. But there's a little horror film called Housebound, which I absolutely adored. My favourite horror film in the last couple of years, probably. Uh, it won't be on many cinemas but if you get the chance to see it really do it's a bit kind of Sam Raimi Evil Dead-ish it's kind of funny but really touching and it's really good
0: alright so that's it for this week's podcast thank you as ever for listening and uh, we'll be back soon next week bye bye bye